Last of the Geeks, brought to you by Gathering of the Geeks. I'm one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how's it going? It's going. It's an ice storm outside, so that's fun. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you. We are, of course, as we have been the last two weeks, uh, joined by Nico from Vigilante1939. Nico, what's up today, man? I've officially decided I would like to be Keely in this. So <laughs> if that introduction can happen going forward, I would be happy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, as always, guys, it's 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 been a blast every single time. And that's gonna keep it's just gonna keep happening. It's just gonna keep happening that way. A big, a big one to talk about today, though. I think it's definitely gonna be the most in in my opinion, it feels like it's gonna be the most emotion-driven conversation we've had yet. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, so we're talking full spoilers for HBO's The Last of Us. We're gonna talk about episode three, long, long time. This was a very different episode, a very curveball episode for me specifically um you know i reached out to nico before the uh, show aired because everyone was talking about this episode yeah all the reviewers got it like oh episode three is it episode three is it and i kept trying to think to myself okay this part in the game where they meet bill what is the it factor in this part of the game that makes people so wowed about the this episode i'm like well is it the action scenes in it um because i'm, I'm trying i kept trying to rack my brain there was nothing about the bill you know, scenes and, and part of the game that made me think that like it was a wow and the most important moment and, and would be the most important episode um, up to this point. And what they did with the episode is why it's so um, special and, and so important. Um, you know, it's like a it's like a candle in a very dark room. Mm-hmm. This episode, you know, it, it's 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 the it's the curveball and it shows us that this. TV series is unlike what I was expecting 10 times over, you know, and, and, you know, I had talked about this with, after the first episode about how, you know, how I was looking forward to the changes. Everything in this episode had me just scratching my head for the, you know, when I watched it for the first time, I couldn't process what this episode was. Mm. You know, it, it threw me on such a loop. I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know why it was important. And it took me, I, I watched this episode three times. Oh, it wasn't yeah. until the ha- halfway, to the, halfway through the second watch, I'm like, oh, th- this, is, this is something, something special. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also very different. You know, this isn't the game. This isn't storytelling of any kind of game. Um, you know, it was just such a shock to me, you know, Nico, I want to, I want you to talk first about episode three a little bit, and we're going to get into more detail, but overall thoughts about this episode and how, you know, it, it was something like this in your expectations for this TV series. Not really. Um, with all the talent involved, especially, you know, uh, Druckmann being involved and Craig Mazin also helming this ship who did such a good job with Chernobyl. I knew we were going to get something special, but not this type of special. Because um, like you said, when we talked before the game, we were like, okay, what could it be in episode three? We talked about, okay, is it going to be Tess? Uh, is it going to be some other characters later? And then when we started hearing it was Bill, I was with you. I'm like, well, there's not, I don't know, nothing about the Bill part in the first game, in my opinion, is all time or a standout part of the first game. Yeah. So I was very interested um, I love the word you said special because that's the word I'm going to use a lot. And it's the word that came to my mind after I watched it the first time. I've watched it twice. I, I don't think I can handle a third time. Um, I'm pretty sure I'd melt, right? 
But I, I didn't expect one them to be able to, and I should have, because like I said, the, the everyone involved with the show is so top tier. I didn't expect the them to be able to create that emotional of a story with a character like Bill and have that tell a full arc almost a full emotional arc in one episode. I also during the episode was sitting there going, how, how is this not going to feel like just one big bottle episode? Hmm. How is it going to fortify the the main story? Cause this is, if it is just a bottle episode, it is certainly a choice to do it this early and this long of an episode. And then by the time it ends, I really, I thought I thought I grasped it pretty well. And then upon rewatch, I'm like, wow, there is so much. And the theme, your, your incredible, your incredible piece about love Mm -hmm. at the top of the first episode that we keep referring back to. I was, I mean, as a, was apparent as hell in this one. Let me tell you. It, it, it's almost annoying it's almost like to me how, how I know it's really like, annoying. Did to he me, see actually. this episode before the, the show is, is over at GWW giving him screeners uh, before? Um, but yeah, so it was just special is the word I would use. And I was really blown away. And I think that's why it's getting the praise it is. Because from the people who saw it early and from the rest of us who watched it live on Sunday. I feel like none of us were expecting that type of project. And it's just sad. Help us out, Chris. Help us out. What did you what did you feel about it? Well, Chris, how did you feel about it after episode two where like it like episode two ended on fiery explosion? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this one obviously starts in a different way, but as you go through the episode, Chris, how did you feel about and like Nico was saying, kind of like a bottle episode? You know, and we're only three episodes in. Obviously, there is only nine episodes. But how did you feel about the, even just the structure of this episode? I think that when when we watch shows like this where it's a lot of action and then you know there's going to be a lull, there's going to be a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What makes those episodes work or fail is when you watch them, if you're wondering when is the action, where is this character, where is that, mm-hmm. I didn't get that at all. I wanted to see what was happening to Frank and Bill. That was my focus for the entire episode. I didn't care about the monster people, brutes, didn't care. I was only interested in this storyline. And I think that speaks volumes for the writing, for the performances, even just the direction and the look of all this episode. Because there's nothing spectacular looking in this whole sequence. Hmm. It's just two guys in what looks like a version of Alexander from the walking dead. Yeah. yeah. And they're Very just rough. living their lives and it, it's great. Something about it just connects and it's beautiful. It, it's, it's a beautiful story. And I, I didn't really, like I said, I didn't miss the explosion. I didn't miss the action. Mm-hmm. I was wondering where is Joel and Ellie, mm-hmm. but that was it. I, I didn't need to see them every moment of this episode. I was more concerned with, what's going to happen to these two because i just felt something horrible was going to because that's what the show has taught me Hmm. as someone new to the franchise um and i gotta say that the piano moment is amazing let's start handing out those emmy noms today (laughs) yeah yeah man let's just get that going 
All right, so we're going to get to the Bill and Frank thing, but I do want to start with the the kind of the the bookend nature of the of the episode. You know, we don't get the cold open like we've got in episode one and two. We start right with the credits, and then we get right into Joel and Ellie, like we're talking about. We see Joel. I'm going to skip pretty quick through here, guys. So you, when when I get to the end, I'm just going to get get your thoughts of the of the before Bill and Frank thing. So we see Joel down at the water. He's building the. I I, I put down it's like a monument to Tess. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, a fake grave or whatever, but he's also putting his knuckles that he that are all still bloodied from the first episode into the water, and I almost feel like he's cleansing himself mm-hmm. um, a little bit. So we get that, and then we're um, Ellie and Joel are on their way to to Bill and Frank's, and it's like a five hour hike, um, and they make a stop at a kind of like a, a grocery store, or a mini mart or what have you, for a little stash that Joel had left behind. And we we get a little bit of Ellie building here. More than anything else, where she kills an infected down in the basement of this of this mini mart, um, she's not deterred by this infected. She's not scared, and the look on her face, she's kind of angry. She's kind of got a little bit of a sadistic nature to her a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, she cuts into the the forehead of this infected, and then you know doesn't think twice about killing him. What I what I got from it, and you guys can talk or Nico, you can talk about the future of Ellie a little bit, and Chris, you can react. But this kind of shows where Ellie is. Who is this girl? Like, what is in Ellie's future? You know, mm-hmm. she is not scared of the infected. She's not scared to kill people. And she's not, uh, and, and like I said, she had like an angry look on her face, which I thought was very interesting and a very interesting storytelling for Ellie, the character, and what we're going to see in the future. Um, so we, we get her to there, and then they're they're kind of walking and talking, uh, Joel and Ellie, and they're doing like a little history of the infection a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, Joel talks about how things mutated and into the food supply all that kind of stuff. Um, really more bonding between the two of them. Um, I didn't need the history lesson of the of the mutation. Like that's three episodes in a row of them telling us how this is really yeah. mutating and how Good it's point. becoming. I don't I don't need that and I haven't needed that, but I still understand it for for people who maybe want to know. And I do think it's an interesting way, you know, how Joel describes it, you know, Thursday night people are eating, Thursday morning, then they're infected by Friday, and then Monday the world's gone to shit. So they're showing like the, the the rapid nature of the infected, which I kind of like, like that kind of stuff. So, and then we get into this, this, you know, mass grave and that takes us to Bill and Frank. So guys talk about this quick little, you know, before Bill and Frank, the Ellie and Joel um, walk and talk for, I think it may be 15, 10 minutes of the show. Yeah. It's I'm with you where I didn't need the, the explanation of what happened anymore. Um, but for a lot of the audience, I guess I am glad it's there. I do hope that is the last of it, though, um, because it's it's kind of um, – not that it's getting repetitive, but if they keep doing it, it will feel repetitive. Um, it's just – I'm going to say this every week. Just just, just what Bella Ramsey's doing is incredible as Ellie. Um, I know Pedro Pascal is solid as always, but what Ramsey's doing is just it's, – it's, it's like Ellie's ripped out of the game. Um, I like – Though I like the subtle tension at the beginning um, because it starts them in an interesting place. And then where we see they are at the end of the episode is much different, which is cool. So we see how Bill and Frank, what we'll talk about later, does kind of progress where Joel and Ellie start. Um, but where she's basically, you know, trying to let Joel know, like, it's not her fault that Tess is gone. You know, they signed mm-hmm. up for it. They did it, which was, I think, kind of caught Joel off guard. But in like a respectful way where he was like, okay, because he was ready to tell her like, oh, don't say I'm sorry or whatever is what I, I got from it. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that whatsoever. Um, and then I like how 
he is trying to protect her by not wanting her to go see that mass grave too. So some of that idea of protection is already starting. Um, so it was a nice, I think it was a nice way to show where the two of them were post tests. And by the end of the episode, you see where they need to go. Um, so that's, that's just how I took, how I took those first opening minutes there. I like the opening minutes a lot. Um, I, I'm with you guys. We didn't need the explanation, but I actually liked hearing it um, because yeah. also I think it helps you connect the dots. When you wa- If you go back and watch the first episode in the morning on that, was it a Thursday, I guess, or a Friday? On that morning, yeah. the couple next door offers them biscuits. They don't eat the biscuits. Mm-hmm. Who goes yeah. nuts later? That household. <laughs> they offer them yep. cookies. They need the cookies. Same concept. So I, I mm-hmm. like that they went back to it, but I do agree. I hope that is the last time. Because the way Joel explains it is perfect. He kind of leaves it up in the air. He's like, I guess that's what happened. And I think that's yeah. the best way to do it. We don't need to hear it again. We're good. That was good for me. Um, what stands out to me the most, though, is Ellie with the infected. Yeah. Because like I watched that, and to me, it makes me wonder, is this the Ellie that we're seeing, like the kind of the deer in headlights, is this an act? Is there mm-hmm. more to her? Has Ellie seen some shit, done some shit, and we just don't know about it? I want to see what happened at the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very curious about that. And uh, I, I think that it was significant to show that she didn't just kill the infected. She kind of tortured it for a second. Like right, a kid yeah. with a magnifying glass and an ant. That's a good... Uh, that's a good comparison. The kid with the magnifying glass and the end. Some nice uh, chemistry between them two. Some nice humor when they're in the store and everything. When mm-hmm. she's like, "Is there anything?" I, I I forget if she says, "Is there anything ugly or whatever in here?" And he's like, "Dangerous." Ew. I think. Oh yeah, dangerous. Yeah. And she's like, "Getting funnier." Um, yeah. So that was cool too. Um, Chris, when when I hear you say you you, you want to know what happened at the at the mall, I say. I would get yourself ready. <laughs> wait for that. Wait for that no, a little, little bit after this one. I don't think you, I think we can wait for that one a little bit in terms of our souls. Um, <laughs> okay. Just to tease you a little bit, just to tease you a little bit. I hope, I hope we see them all. Cause I heard the mall is a, is a DLC for the game. So I hope we see yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to see it. All right. Okay. So this is where the bulk of the episode is. Um, after this kind of the mass grave, we get a shot. And I do have written down here, guys, kind of a breakdown of, of the of the events here, but I don't want to do that for this episode. I don't want to do a beat for beat. I want, and, you know, Nico said this, he, he's running off emotion for this one. And that's what I kind of want to do. I want to yeah. jump a little bit uh, all over the place about Bill and Frank, because it, it's such a, I don't even know how to describe this episode. I don't know how to describe some of the stuff that I saw in this episode. I don't know how to describe the relationship between the two of them. It's very... It's just such a, a switch for me from this episode where I was not expecting a love story. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting, you know, a middle-aged love story. Like, these aren't yeah. teens. You know, it's not like a, a, rom- a rom-com either, Chris. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it not like that. It's like, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. sure. It's like these are two middle-aged gay men, you know, and, and they grow old together. It's not something you see very often in any kind of story. You know, two people growing old together, fighting, laughing, Um Lots of different things. So I'm I don't I don't know where to take this um, main part of the story, guys, because there's just there's a lot in it. 
but I don't want to do it beat for beat because I don't think that honors the story as much as possible. So maybe, that. maybe whoever wants to start, just talk about, you know, their, I'm, I was surprised by this episode. I was not expecting, yeah. I was expecting the gay aspect of it because Bill is gay in, in the game, but you don't see Bill and Frank's relationship in the game. Mm -hmm. There is no Frank. He's already dead by the point, by the time mm -hmm. you see him in the game. Um, in, in the game, he, he leaves a note for Bill. He leaves Bill and he's mad at him for some reason. And he leaves and we assume, and Bill assumes that Frank gets bit and then Frank kills himself. That's all we see of Frank. That's it. Mm -hmm. We don't see any kind of relationship. We don't see Bill being nice to Frank in any way. They're, 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 they're fighting by the time, um, Joel and Ellie show up to them. So I, I wasn't expecting this relationship, um, uh, between Bill and Frank to, to take over this episode and also take over you know, so many people's feelings, you know, yeah. like I said, it, it, it's, a, it's a, a, an episode about two middle-aged gay men. I, I'm not middle-aged. I'm not gay. I'm a man, but I still connected with yeah. this relationship yes. because it, yes. it, 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 it's not just a gay love story. It's just a straight up love story between two people. Um, it, it could have been anybody. It could have been two women. It could have been a woman and a guy it, that, that, that doesn't matter um, to me as much as just a beautiful love story overall. So Again, somebody try and get us started here with with what they experienced um, in this Bill and Frank episode, because that's what it, really what it is. It is bookended by Joel and Ellie, but it's very much Bill and Frank. And it's an experience too, like you said. I'm gonna do my best here. I'm, I'm gonna try to get started. Um, real quick, I'll speak from it from a game perspective, and then just from just from an audience perspective. Um, yeah, I I was shocked at how much how they were able to take bill and make him uh, at this point, maybe the most memorable character in the three episodes. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I truly mean that that's how much they give him compared to what he is in the game is almost mm -hmm. unbelievable. And you see what Craig, what, uh, what Craig Mason brought to the table here. Um, and I love that after the episode, we hear Neil Druckmann say when they have an opportunity to advance and improve what happened in the game, they do it. Well, look at this. Jeez, like you said, it's significantly different what we get in the game. From an audience perspective, I love how you brought up how much of a unique love story it is, being two middle-aged gay men in the middle of the apocalypse, right? Yeah. And, 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 and finding love and finding beauty and almost rebuilding – a world, a successful world, even though it was just them too. They, they built this incredible world in the apocalypse and they had an entire beginning, middle and end that was in their control the whole time. Pretty beautiful, pretty beautiful. Uh, the performances were unbelievable as well. Um, also, shout out to Nick Offerman because he's a Cubs fan. I always have to put that out there. <laughs> that makes it even better for me. It makes it even better for me. But the way, the way, sorry, the way, the way they were able to make this as emotional as it was, because like I said, when you own, when you want to accomplish something in one episode, it's really easy to not, we just met these characters, very unique love dynamic, right? And to make it relatable and emotional and that heavy is very impressive. And to also give a um a positive spin to um what do they call them like the survivalist is what yeah, bill called himself but joel mm -hmm. uh joel referred to him as a prepper mm -hmm. i believe you know and so one to have it actually work and make sense 
because the type of character I think Bill might have been in everyday society is not the type of person he was in in the apocalypse. The apocalypse almost made him better. Frank made him better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought another thing that was great in the performances, and then I'll let Chris take over here, is the subtlety that Frank knew right away mm-hmm. that Bill was gay and then started to, once he started receiving some of the gestures, starting giving um, some innuendo and comments and gestures back. Which I, which was pretty damn cool, and to see their performances change over time. Um, so it, it was just like you said, I mean, it's it's almost hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, but be, because it is so, it was like, how the hell did they pull something something like this off and make it so incredibly memorable? Um, Chris, I want to get some uh, some of your thoughts on it. So when I watched it. I had a lot of questions for you guys, but you, you kind of already answered them. So okay. I, I want to ask this and, and then I'll, I'll go ahead. But so Frank was not in the game. Didn't realize that I, I assume they were both oh, yeah. big parts of the game. No, mm-hmm. very much. If, if Bill was in the game, is this the way Bill was, or is this all like, is his overall demeanor different too? He's more grumpy. He's even more grumpy in more the game grumpy? than he is. Yeah. in in the TV show, I would say, and well, he's more Bill at the start before Frank comes along. You know, okay. Frank comes along, and, and like the way I described it, Bill is the dark, and Frank is the light, mm-hmm. and 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 Frank Frank slowly brings more out of Bill, and you see that when Frank's kind of he wants to you know update the the houses and mow the lawns and and paint all that stuff, and Frank and Bill doesn't want to do that. He just wants to keep doing exactly the what he's been doing and be comfortable doing that. So yeah, Bill's even more jaded in the game because, because of the relationship in the game isn't as strong as it was in the TV show. And Joel and Ellie actually interact with him in the game too. So I, we, I, I've we, seen we like a yeah. single screenshot. Yeah. yeah. You know. There's a lot of back and forth with a lot of back and forth with Ellie, which I think if they did that, I think Offerman mm. and Bella Ramsey would have had a field day together. Yeah, they would. Uh, have, but yeah. unfortunately, that's not what we got, which is fine because we got this. We got this. That, that takes care of the other question I had too. Then they interact a lot with Bill, at least. Yes. yes. Okay. So going into this one, I had no idea who anybody was, of course. But I thought, okay, Nick Offerman is in this. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And then the first time you see him, he's like in front of the monitors, like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. What is he? What is this about? And then you see what it was. And I thought that was interesting to, to have a character like that. Because in yeah. every story of like an apocalypse, there's never a Bill. There's a guy who thinks he's a Bill. That's a good That's a good. There's that guy a good who way thinks, to talk about I'm prepared. I'm going to survive. He's usually the first to die in any of these things we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Bill was fine for years on his own. And while we talk about Frank, his life with Frank was great and everything, the life he was building for himself was still incredibly impressive for what it was. This apocalypse is going on. He has a whole town to himself, one guy, and he's Mm -hmm. keeping it going. It didn't look like it was an abandoned town, so I thought that was cool. But when Frank comes in, from the moment you see him, there's just this chemistry between them. Even when he's in the hole, (laughs) this chemistry and he throws down the ladder to him. It's like, you know, Boston's that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it just cool the way it works out. And it's I'm, I'm a big fan of little details and things. Um, and there was a detail when, uh, this is probably minuscule, but the way Bill poured the wine for yeah. Frank and the way he's looking at him, 
we're just like something's here something's going on something this is different not what i was expecting so then you get that piano scene i remember being shocked like oh okay this is different Mm -hmm. and from then on it just the story they tell and and, and another thing it's just these two characters Mm -hmm. it is just them for almost an entire hour and their story is so captivating and you get sucked into it and you feel for them and you feel what they're going through because it's relatable. Like you said, Nico, it is, you know, they want friends. Well, Bill doesn't want friends. He likes life the way it is. And then Joel and Tess were like the perfect foil for them. The yeah. same balance. That was cool. I just really enjoy the story of this. And even when you, you um, think like the, the more fan, like the more actiony parts, like the traps, when he, the people get set on fire from Bill's traps. <laughs> Wild stuff. That was amazing. <laughs> brilliant stuff. Did not expect that. So they, they hit you with the emotional stuff. They hit you with the action stuff. It's, I want to call it a perfect episode of television. You mm-hmm. get everything in, in an hour 20, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't and, argue with you. And I would also I say this is the most Walking Dead-like episode so far to me. Mm-hmm. But what it does better is that you never met someone and cared about someone as much as you do in Walking Dead as you do with an hour of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that and that's the thing that I found so jarring at the end of my watch. Of like, they introduce Bill and Frank, and then by the end of the episode, there is no Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. You know, they they did so much heavy lifting in it, and like, and I have written down here about the Bill character, and we talked about him being like a survivalist. And, you know, he, 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 he's driving trucks and he's got guns and he's got hunting magazines, but he also cooks a hell of a meal and pours wine a certain way. Yeah. Um, not a parent. And, and, and <laughs> exactly. But, and he's, and he's gay. So it's like, he's a, he's subverting what we also, what the, the world thinks of as a gay man also. Mm-hmm. And even Frank a little bit too. Like he's the, the annoying stereotypical gay man. These two guys are not that. They're not fancy boys or, or mm-hmm. whatever, or, you know, or what, whatever it is that people think about who gay people are. You know, they're not wearing flashy clothes and, and do, being ridiculous. Uh, I'm doing air quotes here, by the way, people. You can't see me. But um, <laughs> th- this idea about what, what a gay man can be and what, what a gay couple can be is, is, yeah. is, is subverted in this episode. When, like, we see them love. We see them fight. We see them yeah. love some more. We see them bickering at each other. Like, it's a, it's a real relationship to me. That's what, that's what I found very jarring. Not jarring, but very profound in this episode. It felt like a real relationship these felt like real people and like, obviously it's a, you know, apocalypse and there's unrealistic uh, events happening, but these people felt real to me. And, 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 you know, Nick Offerman, he he like, and again, the subverting, he's a man's man, you know, he's Ron Swanson from, (laughs) from parks and rec, you know, he's, and he's not gay in real life. So like the work that he has to do specifically to make it feel real is, is just incredible to me. Like there's in both of them, you know, Murray Bartlett who played, who's in the white Lotus. He's a gay man. And, and, but he, the work he has to do with a, a person who's not gay also. Yeah. Like, it, it, like the, just the, and like you said, Chris, an hour and 20 minutes and we spent basically an hour with these two, just the, the relationship they created with the writing and the acting is, is quite incredible to me. And the music. I don't want to hear that Linda Ronstadt song anymore, but it's, it's there. <laughs> well, and it just like a man, they, um, to have, um, I'm pretty sure it's called, you know, on the nature of light or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nature um, of daylight. 
on the nature of daylight, which I know is in Inception and Arrival. I just uh, – it's been a while since I've seen Inception, but uh, freaking Arrival is one of my favorite movies of all time. So when I heard that kicked in, I out loud said, this is the song at the end of Arrival. And that's when my emotion really dialed up to 11. Uh, j- just all the creative choices. Um, and they also got to go out to bring this point back, they also got to go out on their own terms mm-hmm. and to share this idea that they've lived in an entire lifetime and they're not looking to be turned into clickers. They're not looking. And even Frank's, he's not looking to keep trying to live forever. He's not looking to fend off any other Raiders. He's not looking to keep trading with Joel and Tess when his purpose is gone. So is he, and that reinforces, you know, what Tess tells Joel, you know, save who you can save and finding a new purpose right through people um what i think this up i think what what every episode has done i'm curious to get both of your thoughts on this aside from the obvious um way it fortified the plot in the letter at the end i think what all three episodes have shown is what people are willing to do for people and going back to emmett's beautiful soliloquy about love and i think we're going to keep seeing that in almost every episode and Mm -hmm. i think for the people who've played the game emmett i won't spoil i think there and you're gonna hear me say it now i think if we end the same way the first game ends it'll be a lot more understandable I think it already was for a lot of people who play the game, but you know when when you bring something to TV or, or film, you really sometimes need to make it make sense. I think you're really going to see that theme throughout the whole season, and by the time the season ends, you'll be like, whoa, that is what people will do for people when it comes down to it. So I think it's, it's on steroids in this episode, hmm. but I think you're going to continue to see that common theme and the way it was also a very cool i've seen a lot of people say this so i'm not gonna act like it was my own take but um it was a different type of apocalyptic episode it was Mm. in the way their relationship was what they did what they wanted to do and it didn't end it's where what's different is i feel like on an episode of, of the walking dead chris i feel like what would happen in the walking dead is we have the beautiful episode then a walker gets in and it yeah. bites one of them. And like, that's mm-hmm. why they have to die. Or like they try to bring in a friend and he turns on them, right? Like some, some unfair tragedy, right? Whereas it was just like normal life. One of them got sick. And Frank got sick and Bill cared for him the best he could until, you know, it's time to pull the plug and he had a choice. You know what? I'm going to go out with him too. Um, yeah, that that's 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 I think a really cool piece of it too. That's such a surprising theme for the show, um, because at face value, it's an apocalyptic zombie show. Yeah, 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 exactly. But there's so many layers to this series, even just three episodes in. It's it's much more. It's not. It doesn't even feel like it's really about clickers and runners and infected. It feels about relationships so far. Mm -hmm. And I I am assuming, not to jump too far ahead, but the relationship they're focused on going forward is going to be Joel and Ellie, which we've Mm -hmm. had the pieces of, and now we get to see it play out. But, you know, 
every episode has just featured relationships and how they're dealt with with this horrible backdrop. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very intriguing way to do this because they could have just went the other way with it. They could have made it your standard zombie action series. Mm-hmm. Every week there's a conflict. The zombies have got in. The zombies got in the fake Alexandria. Um, you know, they could have done that, but they're not. And again, I, I think we've said all three episodes, the writing is so tight and smart on this series and it's keeping it, it's making it different from anything else we've seen. And I don't think it's they not a single character is wasted either. The character work is unbelievable. Um, even the little we got. So we got a little with Tess, but it was so effective. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of Bill and Frank. It was so effective. And I, and Emmett, I hate to keep teasing Chris and people every week, but if this is what we got for Bill and Frank, can you imagine what we're going to get for some of the other homies coming down the line? Yeah, I you know, know. Well, yeah. I can't do this every week, guys. I can't, well, yeah, I'm doing this to myself. Well, Chris, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it about how this one felt so different because, like, like you said, this it, it it was sold as a zombie apocalypse show. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah. and for two episodes we got that, and then it wasn't. You know, okay. So there's three moments that I want to talk about from this episode, and in the first episode, uh, first moment is that piano scene, Chris. Mm-hmm. That's where it really felt like, okay, they're doing really something different here, right? Oh yeah, that's uh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that was you were asking. Um, okay. Yeah, that's when it kind of shifted for me, because I, I before that point I was thinking, okay, well Joel and Ellie are going to come and something's going to change here. But once that happens, like no, we're in for some kind of story with these two, and I want to see that develop. I want to see how this goes, and I didn't really mind not seeing Joel and Ellie after that point. Was there ever a thought to you that Frank wasn't who he said he was? My, my, when I was watching it with my wife, she kept saying, well, who is this character? Is something going to happen? Like, what's yeah. happening here? Was there ever a point, maybe up until that piano scene, where you're like, is Frank going to, like, kill him or, or stab yeah. him or be an evil person? Okay, uh, yeah, good. I assume when he got out of the shower, he was going to kill him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm clean. I have your clothes on. This is my house now. You go back mm-hmm. in your bunker or die. That's kind of what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's, um, I love that you bring up the piano scene, how, how you both keep referring to it, because it's such a beautiful there's real connection there right Mm -hmm. and it's funny because the apocalypse robs us of you know things that bring people together right it it becomes all about survival it becomes all about trust but food and music are two things that bring people together a lot right so to have it go from the meal to the piano and you see frank sees I almost think he isn't it's not that he's testing Bill. He's trying to get he's trying to get Bill to be himself because he right. sees it. He could have just come in, he could have made me a sandwich, but he made me this beautiful dinner with wine. Now I see he has a piano. Let me go see what he's gonna do with the piano, right? And we see them at their both most vulnerable. And you're right. It's such, it's something different on other shows. Frank's bad or something happens Mm -hmm. or he's actually infected. Right. But it was no, it was literally this love story that had so much to do with the overarching theme of the show uh, 
of people need to save people. You know, that's what I've always thought the last of us has meant. You know, in this apocalypse, who are really the human beings left? People devolve, people change, they regress, or in a scary way, progress into something that's needed for this world. But what I always thought the last of us means is in this world, who is still, who is still humans. And we got two of them. And it's that moment that you both beautifully said where you go, nah, they're just two human beings. Mm -hmm. And whatever thought, whether you played the game or not, whatever you thought might've happened or was going to go wrong, you almost knew at that point it was off to the races. There's something powerful about the use of music in the show anyway, I think. Yeah, show, it's yeah, been kind sure. of a running theme, and to me, that piano scene really reinforces that because that's yeah. that's like what unlocks this relationship is the music. That's how they're you know that's mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. the clear sign to them. One thing that I liked about the piano scene and um, a couple scenes before that is the humor that they also added into the show, um, where Frank is playing the piano horribly. Horrible. And singing horribly, and you see Bill off in the corner, and, and he says, "No, stop, stop, that's enough, that's enough, stop that." And then the other time when you see Bill, he says, "Not today, you new world, new world order jackboot fucks." Yeah. <laughs> the little humor that they that they all threw in, also threw into the episode, which is also because the episode is so heavy. But there's these little lighthearted moments I think really helped, and I like that the piano scene where Bill's just cringing. At Frank because he has no idea what he's doing. Um, so one I thought that was really fun. One of the funniest quotes ever is, uh, "You you you think the government's all Nazis? The government is all Nazis. Right. Well, now, but not then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, so now good. they are, but not then. Yeah. Um, it's just something about his performance and his pose, and just the yeah, well, well, yeah, for now, but not then. And it's just, all uh, right, it's it's just you're right. They add so much. There's so much perfectly timed humor that's natural that mm-hmm. lesser actors can't pull off. Um, that helps the just the 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 cloud of tears that this freaking freaking thing is. You know, what's moment number two? I'm trying to guess. Well, the moment number two is the strawberry, um, the mm. strawberry God. thing, and that's that's where I was crying. Okay, yeah. so. Frank does this really sweet, nice thing for Bill, and he gives him a strawberry patch. And again, another little hidden um, humor moment. I traded uh, one of your guns for a pack of seeds, and Bill's like, "Well, which gun?" And Frank's like, "Just a small one." You know, could you complain? And you're that kind of thing. Um, so Frank does this really sweet thing. He, he makes these. He does a strawberry patch, and just the joy that Bill has, and the tears. Uh-huh. And then there's this line that Frank gives, or Bill gives Frank is. Um, I should have had it written down. Um, I was never afraid before you showed up. It's and yeah. I okay. So I have I this is a um, a thing in my life for a very long time. Ever since I've had kids, you know, as soon as you have kids, all you are every day after that is scared for their lives. Mm-hmm. Like in, in you know, I, I more than once a day, I think of bad things happening to my kids, and that how would I be after that how would i be able to exist after something bad happening to my kids the other aspect of that is my wife who who had a heart attack in april and could have died and this idea of being afraid for my wife every day and being being afraid that i could not or that i could be here and she could not be and this idea of having somebody in your life that is is keeps you grounded and that's what frank is to bill like Bill is the dark, but with Frank, he is. They, they are together. 
Like the, Bill is helpless, and he spent they spent he spends twenty years with this guy, and just this idea of their relationship and how whole it is, and how how important Frank is to Bill over, and how they're connecting over a, a simple strawberry thing. But you know, Bill doesn't want to get old, and but because Frank's still young, and I just the, the, that line about. You know, I wasn't afraid until you showed up. Every day of my life, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid that my my partner won't be here anymore. And 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 how they, again, how they convey that with these two men in this show who have only, we've only spent up until that point 45 minutes with. Like I, I I there's there's something so incredible about how they portrayed that and uh, that moment for me. It, it, Chris, you said it's a possibly a perfect episode. That's a perfect moment mm-hmm. for perfect me. Moment. It, it's two men you know embracing over over being together and how how scary love is it, like i said like love is scary love hurts man it, yeah it's not it's, it's not it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time oh no, man it, it, it's a, it's it, it's it's a very very hard thing to love one love someone so much that you can't see your life without them and and then by the end of the episode bill cannot you know he's satisfied with his life that he's had with frank he doesn't want to yeah. he doesn't want to have a life without frank He's yeah. had twenty years of 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 his perfect life where he's satisfied, you know. He, and the other line, well, I don't want to get to the other line, but th- that moment when, uh, with the strawberry patch, guys. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. It's it's a lot of vulnerability from you, and I'm glad that everyone and everything is okay now. And and that's a feeling when it comes to the kids and everything that it's 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 crazy because i hope to feel that one day because it means i'll have a family but you're right it's also a terrifying thought i could only imagine so thank you for getting vulnerable and sharing that you you won't get this shit on other podcasts everyone <laughs> come on now this is this is the one to listen to because we're actually giving you the emotion that the show gives um it is a perfect moment and that line is a perfect line and um that's when the episode really it goes from the piano and i love how you brought up this i i I have a feeling what your third one is it's it is the three perfect moments that are the catalysts for everything in the episode and the and then they have the performances change too to have bill start getting vulnerable but then to have him laugh and giggle after the The giggle yeah it's it's like it's such great work being done and it's also kind of a nice subversion that they do again later of, Oh, you know, Bill's the older one, you know, he might not be as healthy. And later we see him get shot. Yeah. (laughs) You start thinking, okay, Bill's going to be the one that goes down here, the one we lose. And they subvert it when it gets to the last 10 years. And they really pull the rug out under Mm -hmm. us from what we thought they were building. So it's just another really great way to build some feelings and expectations in the writing, in the performances, and then to turn them on their head, which leads to more emotion. Um, but yeah, it, it it also made me really want to eat a freaking strawberry. (laughs) Imagine I want some of Frank's strawberries. Come on now. Yeah, those must be the best strawberries. Hey, they gotta be absolutely sensational. (laughs) Electric. (laughs) Uh, you know, you guys put it really well. There's not much I can add. Um, for me, I think uh, th- something that it's worth mentioning is, and you kind of touched on it, Nico, we saw these characters grow. These were not mm-hmm. the same characters we met th- at their first meeting. They've grown together. And this strawberry scene showcases that so well. It- it's incredible the way they, they handled it. And um, 
there was a funny tweet. I think you even retweeted it, Nico. Somebody put, they've never been so emotional watching middle-aged men eat strawberries. It's mm. it's unbelievable, right? It, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a great tweet. We have to find that and retweet it or something. But um, that that's kind of my thoughts. That You guys covered it perfectly. It's a, a wonderful scene. And I, I love the way it just showcases the growth of the characters. So you, you mentioned it, uh, Nico, about the 10 years. How did we feel about the time jumps? Um, you know, four years, three years, three years, 10 years. And then that and that and that last 10 year jump is when, you know, Chris, did you think Bill died on that table? Uh, and then uh, when the next time we see we see Frank on the porch 10 years later, how did you how do you feel about the, the time passing in this episode? You know, we've kind of joked about it a little bit over over the first couple episodes, but HBO really doesn't give a shit. About time <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> I think it worked in this episode. I think I think it worked really well. I didn't. I did not expect Bill to die though after the gunshot. I thought like it would mm. jump, and then they're both fine, like picking strawberries again or something. Right. <laughs> I thought he died. I thought he was going to die right there on that table. Ahmed, I did too. I thought he was done, and I thought they were going to like reverse the game right. for a sec, where like then they meet Frank, and and it's a different story but i'm glad they did it of course yeah um but i i really like the time jumps because for me every time there was a time jump i would get nervous because mm. from piano especially after the strawberries i'm like i want nothing to happen to them mm-hmm. and every time jump i'm like oh this is where it goes bad oh this is where something pops off you know this is where they're forced to uh, here's where frank's gonna get bit right because for a while i mean i was still thinking we were gonna get the expanded what we don't see in the game Mm -hmm. i thought we were just gonna get more of that kind of like they give tess a little more i thought it might still we might still get to a point where somehow frank goes off dies or whatever they meet bill for a hot sec it's wacky and then they move on so every time jump i'm like okay fudge like what's going on here and then it just kept being more and more freaking beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so unexpected when he and i believe what frank has is either ms i, I want to say it's something like that yeah. um was so different because i was sitting still sitting there and i'm going okay what are we gonna do from here he's taking care of him he's got meditation medication not meditation He's, he's giving him his ma- you, I bet they did. I, they seem <laughs> like, like mindfulness. Doing yoga for sure. They seem like mindfulness time, yoga sure. guys. They do. They do. <laughs> Bill did time. some. Bill did some tai chi breathing in his life. Um, <laughs> I help get him ready for the apocalypse. To help keep a clear mind. Um, but every time jump, I was like, I was subverted and just given more and more raw, raw beauty. And mm-hmm. then. Um, by the time that last one was over, my gosh, did they they wrapped up them in a bow about as as effective as the word I'll use, about as effective as they could. Yeah, well, let's let's keep talking about that and then that moment. Mm-hmm. The final moment is that dinner scene. You know, yeah. yeah. Bill makes the exact same meal he makes for Frank mm-hmm. that he did the very first time they met. Little details. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, Frank Frank's has decided that it, it's enough. You know, he's been living with this. With, with the disease for we don't know how long, but it could be for nine years. It could be for nine and a half years. Who knows? Um, and he, he's he's decided that, that, that the day is going to be his last day. 
Um, so they kind of, and this is where the, you know, on the nature of daylight comes Nico where the music's playing and they're going to do the beautiful thing. Um, and you know, Frank says, uh, I, I want you to love me the way I want you to love me. And he said, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to do this and we're going to get married. And they, it's a beautiful marriage scene. And, and, and they, they have this, the beautiful meal. And Frank says, you know, we're going to put these mashed up pills in my wine and that's going to be the end. And, and Bill says, no, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with you. And he does the same thing. And I thought it was kind of funny and you know frank's like oh i should be pissed off right now you know how dare you do this but then he says it's the most romantic thing uh in the world so you know and this was after the 10 10 year time jump there's not we don't spend much time with the the two of them as old men as as frank with uh, with the whatever he has als or ms in the chair it's it's not long after we see them um that frank has decided that 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 he wants to uh, end his life and the two of them there kind of have, they have their day, Chris. Um, you know, how, how much of a shock was it for you after the 10 years to see it? And then, you know, to, to, to maybe just the, the idea of Frank being sick and then ending his life. Was that any kind of a shock to you after what we have seen up until that point? It was a shock because that's not what I expected at all. I, I expected someone mm -hmm. like what Nico suggested, a infected or someone, someone right. infected would just kind of wander in and chaos happens, you know. Mm -hmm. That's what I expected, something like that. But at the same time, I've been saying I expect everyone to die on this show. Right. These are the two <laughs> I did not want to die. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to live through this. So, you know, you see Frank in the wheelchair, and I, I believe it's MS. Like, I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but that's what it mm -hmm. seemed like. That's what it seems like. Yeah, and, and it's it just kind of heartbreaking. Like, oh, that's what's happening now. Okay, well, where are you? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, where do you go with this? Because even then, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe they just run out of medicine for him. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what happens. I still did not expect what happened to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, you're on the. I was on the edge of the seat, kind of like, well, where are we going? I hope mm -hmm. we're not going where I think we're going to go, to mm -hmm. some kind of death. Yeah. And then it's like, well, is it going to be both of them? Is What is Bill going to be like? Is Bill going to – because there's a, a quick line – before they cut away from Joel and Ellie, I think Ellie asks, are they friendly? Right. And Joel looks, Frank is. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if that's, you know, that was going to be a thing like, okay, Bill is even grumpier and meaner now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I just did not see it happening this way. And I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> well, it's funny. I don't want it to happen either. Cause like, I was saying, I mean, I was still thinking, okay, are we going to get to a point where it is in the game? We, we just saw, we just filled in the blanks and we made the blanks better. The minute he goes to cook him the meal, hmm. I'm like, oh, Bill's going to die too. Yeah. I was like, he's going to go out too. It just felt like that. I, I was almost going to be like, if they keep Bill alive, I, I, I think that would have been a mistake, right? Hmm. Then I just started thinking, okay, well, how is Howard, Joel and Ellie going to, how is this going to be relevant? Not in a bad way, but in like, I just did all this. Now you got to bring me back Joel and Ellie, but also I hope this moves the story forward, right? Um, but it, there was something about even, even even the little humor when, you know, Frank says it's romantic. Um, it, it, the idea that they got to live one last perfect day and, and, and I'll keep saying it, go out on their own terms is just really cool because in a way they had 
when the world went to shit, they somehow had the perfect life. And it doesn't mean it was perfect every day. And I love that Frank says that. That's what Frank says. Be- yeah. I love it when he says that. We had yeah. bad days, man. Yeah. We had some really good days too. And that, that's what I, that, sorry to cut you off. Nico. That's no, why no, it's no, a perfect, go. that's why it's perfect relationship. This is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time in, in any kind of relationship. There's lots of fighting and and all that kind of stuff. So I, I love, like you said, there's bad days and there's good days. And when it came down to it, they made sure they had their one last special good one. And 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 mm-hmm. who, not many of us, you know, very rarely in life, you know, do do people get to control their whole narrative. Mm-hmm. But they got a world. They were able to live in this world that even though it was the end of the world, they lived in it you know free from certain pressures free from free from the other mundane parts of life that we all go through and even though they had their own bad days they they still live their full life together the way they wanted to and um it's 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 this bittersweet beautiful but tragic thing and they were also spared of all the terrible things that were waiting for them outside of those walls, which is really special mm-hmm. when you think about it. And for Bill being the way he is, he also gives some incredible words to Joel and um, unexpected ones, I believe. Well, and yeah, and, 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 yeah, and Chris, you mentioned about the, the purpose of, of how Joel and Ellie and why there is Joel and Ellie. And I think that's what this episode is, is – a small footnote of this episode is showing us and telling us why Ellie is important to Joel and Tess's death is also telling us why Ellie is important to Joel. Cause she says, save who you can save. Um, and then this one, Joel or Bill says there's one person worth saving. He, Bill thinks it's Tess, but we know that Tess is gone. And, and now Joel understands this. He takes this kind of like a, a weird little suicide note out uh, he reads it and he goes outside and he's he's kind of collecting himself. And as he comes back inside from collecting himself, he asks Ellie, let me see that bite again. Prove to me again that this is real. And I'm going to do exactly what my, you know, my romantic partner Tess is doing and what a, a friend, even though Bill says we're not really friends. I don't but, like uh, yeah. that. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, and, and you know, this idea and the other thing that Bill puts in is that God help any motherfuckers who get in our way. You know, that's how important Ellie is to Joel now, Chris. Like you're saying, that that's the 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 footnote of this episode is, is is helping us understand what Joel will do to protect Ellie, I think. There was a quirky line in the letter that sticks out to me. I don't know why, I just thought it was it was fun. We left the window open so the house doesn't smell. Uh, that just kind of stuck out to me. It was fun. <laughs> Very considerate. It's yes. it, it, it's it's just 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 very considerate of them, and they kept that window open. Uh, quick side note: Did you see they wanted to make it so that when you went to watch it on HBO, it was like the window was was like the game scene. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, guys, settle down over there. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, guys I, are creative I, enough, but you ain't pulling that off. On the official uh, HBO Last of Us podcast, they wanted to create it like you press a play button on a, an opening screen to play the episode. Yeah. And every scene would be a window. They they kind of tease that how you start the episode is like a, a title screen and you press play oh, on a window. That. And, and that's what they well, that's what they teased and they wanted to do, but they they couldn't make it work, I guess. I so that like you said, that window that would have ended the episode. Or it did end the episode, but there was lots of windows in 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 for this series originally going to happen. 
What was the purpose of Bill in the game? Getting tools and getting a truck, much like the end of the episode, they get the truck. Okay. I mean, I was thinking about that as I was watching it because um, Tess tells them, you know, go to Bill and Frank, they'll help. But I didn't really understand what they were going to help with. And of course, yeah. we don't get to see it. Yeah, like there, there is no Frank to to originally go to. It's just about Bill. Bill will help yeah. us. He knows things. I know. I knew somebody once, and he he'll help us get on our way. And that's really how it you know ends up happening. Bill leaves him the the truck uh, with the key. You take whatever you need, and on where like you said, Joel has decided he's taken this girl, and he's taken her uh, to his brother Tommy, who's in Wyoming, and mm-hmm. he used to be with the Fireflies. You know, Joel was only supposed to go as far as the state building. And then he was only supposed to go as far as Bill and Frank's. And now he's going some more. Um, and, he, you know, Joel kind of gives Ellie the little pep talk. Um, you know, don't we don't talk about tests. We don't talk about our past. Um, you don't tell anybody about your arm and being bitten. Um, I forget what he says the last one. Whatever I say, you do whatever I say. Or, yeah. Shit, I can't remember what the last one is now. Um, anyway, so they, they're, they're, they're more or less really connected now. Um, you know, connected. they get in the truck and they're they're joking a lot. And before that, Ellie makes a joke about him stinking and he's needing a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're in the truck and they're on the way to Tommy's. And, you know, we hear that Linda Rott's that uh, song mm-hmm. again, Krista. That, that damn song. <laughs> it's like the Louis Armstrong, Armstrong song when I think of James Bond now. All the time in the world. <laughs> That's right. Also great humor when she's like, can she finally have a gun? And she's like, a no. Gun. And she's like, there's a wall of them, right? <laughs> Um, she gets the shirt from the game. She does get mm-hmm. Frank's pistol. Um, there's some yeah. cool they're, things. They're playing up the gun a lot. They're playing up the gun a lot. I wonder mm-hmm. why. Um, mm-hmm. But just to go back to the note <laughs> is Joel finally gets that last piece of realizing mm-hmm. he needs to save who he can save. And mm-hmm. it is Ellie now. Tess is gone. Sarah is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. This is his chance. And he sees he knew what Bill and Frank had. And he knows that this is his new purpose. He he deep down wants a purpose. In his mind, Emmett, his fears that you shared you have, and that Chris, I'm sure you have too, came true. Lost his daughter. Lost Tess. I don't know if he's going to let himself lose this one now, right? He's motiv- you, you can tell there's a new motivation there. So he has what he needs to do. And uh, for the audience, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. They're keeping that theme, Chris, of everyone we meet along the way dies in some way or Don't another. Don't get too so. friggin' attached. I will say <laughs> there are some takes out there um, that you know feel like this episode maybe didn't add to the plot or whatever. It it fueled the story mm-hmm. to in to to the highest degree, <laughs> to the highest degree. I think you it solidifies the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Yeah, Correct. it does because you have to see what people are willing to do and the connections people can have in this world still. And you needed, Joel needed one more piece, one more reason to keep moving forward. And he's got it now, in my opinion, in our opinion, in the objective <laughs> truth of an opinion. <laughs> 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 the relationship kind of reminds me of uh wolverine and rogue in a way hmm. oh that's a good like one if you look at x-men one the movie it, it's really similar to me interesting 
anybody got any other thoughts before we wrap her up here? <sighs> Emmett, there's a question I want to ask you that I'm just going to DM you because I realize if I ask <laughs> it, it will it will like accidentally give something. Well, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm going to do it. <laughs> We've seen, we saw tests expanded, mm-hmm. but a similar outcome. Right. We've seen Bill and Frank expanded, very different situation. Um, do you foresee which, do you foresee with some of the other characters we're going to meet more of what they did with Tess or more of what they did with Bill and Frank? It's and that tough, doesn't you know, mean like saying who lives and who dies. I'm just saying, just, like, well, just here's my what? words. We got more of Tess, same outcome. We got more of Bill and Frank, very different. different outcome. Outcome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In the game, they're dead in the show. They're dead, but that, that's not what I mean. It, it's not just about living and dying. It's just about what they did as a character. Mm-hmm. Do you think, this was the biggest swing they took in terms of characters, or do you think in some of the other ones we meet we're gonna get? Uh, I think it is the biggest swing, and like that, and that's what I said off the top. This is the biggest swing of the series, I think, and obviously the episode so far because it doesn't like this episode for me almost didn't feel like the previous two. Like you said, we said off the top, there's no big action. There's hardly any. There's two infected i think in the in the whole episode and one's stuck under some rocks and the other one gets blown up by a trap from bill yeah you know it just felt so different mm-hmm. um and from what i've seen from the trailer for the next week's episode it's more or less a lot of a lot more of the game we're getting yeah. more of the action yeah, stuff yeah, and everything yeah. so i know i know who you're talking about nico but i just don't know i don't know <laughs> if i don't know if, 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 if i don't know if, the, if they'll change anything i think much like the test and the bill thing, I think we're just going to get more yeah. context, more context that will make things better because that's everything that we've seen so far. Everything they've done with Tess and everything they've done with Bill has made it better. So I only expect that. I don't know about the outcomes because the outcomes have changed. It's 50-50 on the outcomes. It right is now. pretty incredible, though, how every yep. change has been fantastic, yep. though. It's, it's, yep. I mean, it's really freaking impressive. I mean, it's <laughs> utterly impressive. And I knew you knew who I was talking about. Yep. <laughs> that's why I wanted to ask you without... Yeah. asking you there's a couple more people i could have been alluding to but you know who i'm talking yep. about yeah <laughs> uh, all right guys let's uh let's get on out of here um and wrap up our talk of episode three long long time nico where can people find you you can find me at nico caruso twitter instagram letterbox instagram instagram that came off weird at nico knows film on tiktok and i'm on my twitter you can see all the podcasts i do I'm talking about a whole bunch of stuff. If you like DC stuff and the new slate that just came out, that's going to be a big topic on the Vigilante 1939. I have a Spider-Man one, Italian for Spidey, right between the eyes of Kiss podcast. Then I appear on the Comic Binge YouTube um, about every month, every other month. So, But just go to my Twitter. It's all there. And gentlemen, as always, uh, thanks for saving who you can save and saving me and uh, bringing me on the show to help hang out and talk about my emotions with the show because it – it's only going to keep going. I mean, listen, we ain't stopping. We ain't stopping. Chris, where can people find you? Hi, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Chris seven zero. Make sure you are following the Vigilante 1939 because their slate wrap-up episode is going to be epic. I used the word epic there, by the way. Um, <laughs> epic. Also, please follow our show at G of the Geeks on Twitter. Emmett is much better with the rest of the plug, so he will take over. <laughs> yeah, Gathering to the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will 
find us. You can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis seven and saying all that for Nico and Chris and I'm Emmett and endure and survive and listen. Hell yeah. (laughs)